enjoyed the uh, worship time this morning, exalting the Lord and honoring the chance to share that often because we've got, it's really interesting, we've got pastors that are uh, in Zach's age, uh, he's about 20, 30 years old, Jack, uh, Zach, 30 years old, and then we've got uh, Pastor John, he's 40, ready to break through into the 50s, that's a huge, huge, major uh, mark in his life. And then we got Pastor uh, Lance, who's in his 60s. And then uh, you have the privilege of having me in my elderly years, in my 70s. <clears throat> um, I don't get a chance to talk. I don't get a chance to talk about my senior life. And um, I, I'm going to share a little bit about uh, things that we do in our senior meeting. I. Sharina, for the longest time, was trying to get me to start a senior group, and I refused to do it because, and, and when I evaluated this, and this is, I think, true for anybody who's over 55 and you're retired. I think this is something that uh, we avoid. We don't want to accept the fact that we are getting older. And so I did not want to start a ministry for older people because I didn't want to admit that I was getting old. And I'm so glad that I did. This is, we're, go, we're going into five years. Uh, we've got 15 in person, oh, up to 20 this past week, and about 15 online that comes to our meeting. And we get so many insights. I'm just amazed. I, I feel like uh, I have learned so much. You know, the teacher is the one who gets the most out of everything. And I, I believe that I am uh, a lot more wiser about scriptures. I'm a better leader because of it. Uh, I think I'm healthier now at 78 than I was at 58 years old because of the insights of health that we're learning. That's, that's amazing. You know, I, I'm surprised at that. <clears throat> we have a, I was looking at our planning team that got together this week, and uh, everybody's in their 60s and 70s, and I, I looked at, at them and I thought, this is the healthiest group of seniors that I, I know that are, at, now almost every single one of them play tennis, almost, <clears throat> and um, they're, they're so obsessed with it this past weekend when it was raining on Saturday, they wanted to go and dry the courts up in order to play. And I thought, that's crazy. And that's what we did. And for two hours, we played. Um, so I want to start with a, a point that I, I'm going to be speaking about why the Bible is important. This kind of seems like a um, thing that everybody should know. You know, the Bible's important to us. But, you know, for most of us, very few of us, maybe one out of three, will seriously take the Bible and read it on a regular basis. And that is so incredibly important for our lives. And I hope by the time that this service is over that uh, you will agree with me that it is. <clears throat> can't see the time up there. Um, <laughs> okay, I've got to put my watch down. <clears throat> um, 
when I take a look at my life, there was a major junction in my life, and I've been reading the Bible for decades, and there came a point in my life when God spoke to me through scriptures, and I was sharing it in the seniors group this past week, that I was challenged so much financially, and I gave in to the Lord what he was requiring of me, and through the scriptures, understood what the Lord wanted to do, and submitted myself to that, and I'll share this at the, at the tail end of this, um, this message this morning, that when that commitment was done and God gave me an insight on what to do, a decision to make that I wasn't expecting, and he, by his sovereign will, worked it all out, it released an amazing uh, flood of unexpected finances that allowed myself and our family to go through like five or six major real estate transactions that amounted up to millions and millions of dollars. And I stood back and I said, I can't believe what has happened. And I believe it was because God spoke a word through the scriptures as I was reading it. And I regularly read scriptures. But about 12 years ago, I learned an important lesson. To, to take one scripture every day and meditate on it. And I'll read about three to four chapters a day. Take one scripture, meditate on it, write, journal it. And I, I've journaled through, uh, pretty much throughout my life. But there was uh, a lesson that I learned 12, 14 years ago, which was soaps. I never did soaps before. And so we're challenging all of you to do a soap on a regular basis. Yeah. And as I began doing it, one soap stood out that spoke to my heart, brought me to a crossroads, and released something that I never imagined. And I believe that for every single one of us, we are going to come to different crossroads and challenges in all of our lives. And whether we hear from God and understand what God wants to do, or we'll not here and miss uh, the blessing God wants is going to make a difference of what our future holds. And so I believe, you know, where when we encourage you to get into the Bible, you might think to yourself, oh, you know, that's just the church trying to get us uh, more into scriptures, understanding scriptures, but you're looking at it just as a book like other, any other book. But the Bible is living fresh, applicable, life-giving to every single one of us. And you need to receive that and say, God, help me every single day, never to miss getting into the scriptures. Um, <clears throat> this, is, this is a lesson that I taught this past week <clears throat> regarding, uh, regarding finances. We went through, we just finished in our senior meeting. We meet on Thursday morning from 1030 to 12 o'clock both in person and online. And um, I was teaching on finances, found what was really interesting. We just finished the Sermon on the Mount. And I believe anything God deals with you, you'll find in the Sermon of the Mount because the Sermon of the Mount is Jesus' life message to us. That's the way he lived his life. And he said, if you want to follow me, understand 
Matthew 5, 6, and 7 and live it. And so we were just going through the area of finances, and I looked at it, and I could not believe the 10 different insights I got out of the Sermon of the Mount on finances. One of them, and this is an interesting area, was in regards to uh, this brought to mind uh, what God asked of Solomon when he came to the throne. And he said, Solomon, you, you can ask me whatever you want, and I'll give it to you. And, you know, what would you do if God came up to you and said, ask for anything you want? What would you ask for? Solomon asked for wisdom. And what wisdom did in his life when he received that wisdom, and I believe that wisdom comes to us from scriptures. Uh, I appreciated the worship today. We worship Jesus. We wanted to exalt him. We wanted to put him center focus in our lives. And through it, God comes and brings breakthroughs in every single areas of our lives. He, he does that. But there's a scripture in Psalms 138 verse 2 that says, The Lord has magnified his word above his name. We worship the name of Jesus this morning. How does that bring you closer to wanting to get into scriptures, into the word of God? The Bible says that the word is magnified above his name. Why? Because the word reveals Jesus, his purposes, his plans to every single one of our lives. As soon as Solomon asked for wisdom, this is what God says to them. I will give you a wise and understanding heart such as no one else has had or ever will have. I will also give you what you did not ask for. Did you know that when you seek the kingdom of God, Matthew 6, if you seek the kingdom of God and his righteousness, God says, I will add all other things into your life that is need needful for you. Seek first the kingdom of God and all his righteousness and all these things will be added to you. You seek God, you seek his wisdom, you seek his kingdom. And this is what God said to Solomon. He says, I will also give you what you did not ask for. I will give you riches and I will give you fame. No other king in all the world will be compared to you for the rest of your life. Why did he do that to this man? And he became the epitome of a leader. A world empire uh, was built that influenced all the nations of the world because a man sought for wisdom. And God wanted to put him as an example so that we get inspired ourselves every single day, not depend on someone else to teach us, but ourselves come to understand what God's will is for us through his word. <clears throat> so this is what Solomon wrote in Proverbs 8. I wisdom dwell with uh, prudence. I love those who love me. Those who seek me diligently will find me. Riches and honor are with me, enduring riches and righteousness, that I may cause those who love me, who love wisdom, to inherit wealth, that I may fill their treasuries. And this is what history tells us about Solomon's wealth, that every single year he came, coming into his kingdom was 4.5 tons of gold. Try and figure that out. The gold, one ounce of gold is about $1,800 right now. 6,000 kilos of wheat every day, 12,000 kilos of beef per day, 4,000 kilos of other meats per day was what Solomon received because he sought wisdom. How about our lives? If we seek the wisdom of God, what's going to happen to us? We might not have as 
great uh, blessings to that uh, extreme happen to us, but, you know, I'll take uh, just 1% of that in my life. How does that happen? It happens because we grasp God's Word. How do you grasp God's Word? I like this hand illustration. I learned this in my first few years as a Christian. When you approach the Word of God, there's different ways that it can, you can assimilate that. One is by hearing. And out of hearing, so when you hear messages and sermons and studies, uh, what you're hearing with your ear, you will retain about 10% of it at best. If you read it, and that's what we're encouraging you to do with soaps, read the scriptures on a regular basis. If you read it, you'll retain about 25% of it. If you study it and get involved in being interactive with the scriptures, you'll retain about 50% of it. If you memorize it, these are all the different things the Bible says you need to do in order to be able to embrace the scriptures and have it applied in your life. The way that you get 100% of the scriptures in your life, not 10, not 25, not 50%, is by memorizing it. That's 100% of it. So I'm not sure how many of you make the attempt to memorize scripture. You know what is amazing? And this is what soap is all about. Soap is meditating on the scriptures. This book of the law shall not depart from out of your mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein, Joshua 1.8, day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that is written. So then you shall make your way prosperous, and you shall have great success, God says to Joshua. Meditation. You know what meditation uh, reaps? More than memorization. You will get more than what you memorize when you meditate. You'll get 120, 130, 150% yield on that scripture. <clears throat> and when that happens, I, I love this hand illustration, you can grasp God's word and apply it into your life. Isn't that a good illustration? That comes from the navigators. So this is how to use the soap method. And I know we've been pounding this thing over and over for the past three weeks. <laughs> but this is so, somehow you get inspired to do it, all right? That changed my life. Soap, S is for scriptures. O is for, A is for, and P is for, so you should have in your notes this morning, if you open it up, um, we are attempting to go through the book of Proverbs this month, and this week was supposed to be chapter 15 to chapter 21, and so if you look at uh, one of your notes on terrain in life, soap exercise number one, everybody got that? You got soap exercise number one? Okay, so this is what Proverbs 15.33 says. From fifth, we looked at from chapter 15 to chapter, uh, chapter 21 this past week. So in chapter 15, verse 33, it says, 
The fear of the Lord is the instruction of wisdom, and before honor is humility. Now, when you read through a scripture like that, what do you get? You know, some, some of them, some of, some of us, probably nothing. You know, other, other of us probably get a little bit. You know, but I've been interacting with scriptures for 50, almost 60 years. You know, and I look, that, I look at a scripture like that and I say, that is powerful. So here's my, that's scripture. This is my observation. The key to wisdom is humility. And I'm just reading off this, uh, this soap of mine that I did this past week. Realizing the need for the Lord, the fear of the Lord is realizing the, my need for the Lord in my life decision. Humility opens my heart to God's wisdom, which opens the door to success in my endeavors. With success comes respect and honor, but only because of humility. Before honor is humility. So for Solomon, he had to realize at, at, at the right time in his life, because he was very, very young, in endeavoring to get involved in a responsibility that he has never been involved with before, totally uh, young and immature and needing help. You know, the, the most dangerous time in all of our lives is when you feel like you have uh, grown older, more mature and wiser, you've got everything under control, you have enough, of a, uh, enough provided for you so that you don't have to worry about anything, that's a dangerous place to be. <laughs> Because you're not humble. <laughs> you're not seeking God for more. So my application, my tendency is to rush to get my tasks done rather than asking his help through prayer and seeking his word for wisdom and direction. And I need to change that. And I think all of us, because we're human beings, that, that's just the natural tendency of all of our life. My prayer, Lord, help me realize what wisdom that wisdom comes from your word that is far greater than my own wisdom. Help me to always seek you in prayer before doing my task. So I think that's really important to look at. The fear of the Lord is the instruction of wisdom before. So out of wisdom will come honor, success, prosperity, blessing. But all of that comes because of something that came before the fear of the Lord. And it's a humble heart that realizes how important God is and how important the instructions he gives us uh, is. So what's, what, is, what is the Bible? I want to take a look at three things. We're going to probably go through it real fast because time is slipping by this morning. <clears throat> I believe the Bible, and this is coming out of uh, Psalms, uh, Proverbs 15 to 21. <clears throat> uh, the Bible is a wonder. Everybody say wonder. The Bible is wealth. Everybody say wealth. And the Bible is wisdom. Everybody say wisdom. Okay, so we're going to look through all of those. What is the Bible? Um, okay, so. <laughs> thank you, Rhonda. She's going to repeat it. So how do you, what are the three things? Wonder, wealth, and wisdom. <laughs> Very good. Okay, this is 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16 and 17. Do we have that up? Okay, let's read this together. All Scripture, everybody together, all Scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking. That's another version. What happened? 
How did that get changed? Okay, let's read it together. All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness that the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. Well, that's an amazing uh, program that you can just change that that fast. Okay, the way that, I'm not sure what uh, translation this is. Um, All scripture is God-breathed according to my translation. And it's useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, training in righteousness so that the man of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. The Bible says that this book, this Bible, is not just a cut above other books. It is far superior to anything that exists in the field of literature because It is God's word to us. And if we avail ourselves of God's word, we avail ourselves of God, his wisdom, his direction, his blessing, things he sees that nobody else can see that will be helpful for our lives. And it will be useful in every single endeavor in our lives. The Bible will. There's uh, different wonders of the world I want to take a look at the Bible as being a major wonder. And this is Proverbs 18, verse 4. It says, the words of a man's mouth are as deep waters. And the wellspring of wisdom is as a flowing brook. The word wellsprings in the Hebrew is a word fountain. Uh, I've looked at some translation that says the flowing brook is a bubbling brook. It's a moving, vibrant, dynamic, living force. So that, uh, you know, once you read a book, you know, you know the plot, you know the storyline, you know everything. And you're reading it again, and you recognize it. You can read through the Bible over, and I I know a guy uh, that I really respected when I first became a Christian. Uh, He was teaching the book of Deuteronomy. I think that was like his 15th year. He was going through the book of Deuteronomy, teaching it. He said, and he shared with me, Mr. Kawano, he said, every time I teach the book of Deuteronomy, I get a different insight into it. And and the beauty of the scriptures is that you and your spouse and your family can read the same scripture and get something different from it. Because it's an amazing, amazing thing. This is what the scripture says, that... uh, It is a wellspring of wisdom that is like a flowing brook. You know, a well has water that just is almost stagnant and still. But a brook or a river is a flowing water that's never the same at any point because it's constantly dynamic. And that's what God's word is to us. Uh, I don't know how much of this I can get through, but I just want to let you... one of, the, one of the five ways of embracing scriptures is to memorize it. So I, how many of you know by heart Genesis 1-1? Any, anybody know by heart? If I just turned, uh, we don't have it on the overhead yet. How many of you know Genesis 1-1 by heart? Okay, let's memorize it this morning. Genesis 1-1, everybody repeat after me. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. In the beginning, God 
created the heavens and the earth. Okay, say it all, say, say it without stopping. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. You just memorize Genesis 1-1. Give yourself a hand. God packs multi-level insights into one volume of manuscript. In 66 books with 929 chapters, there's wisdom beyond. I, I believe that the wisdom in the scriptures will outlast earth. That's what Jesus says. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will not pass away. You know what that means? doesn't mean that we're going to get up to heaven and uh, the center of heaven will be the Bible that uh, will uh, be permanently uh, placed as a historic monument uh, in the courts of heaven. That's not what it means. I, I believe what it means is that the insights that we get on earth into what the Bible tells us is just the beginning of a very, very small glimpse of all the things that are hidden inside the scriptures. And we are going to unendingly throughout all of eternity, this book is so amazingly deep that we're not even scratching the surface of understanding what it holds for our lives and for all of eternity. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will never pass away. So I'm really excited about wanting to sit in the, uh, the schoolrooms of heaven, the, the universities of heaven, to just learn uh, more about the scriptures. So this is, this is the first, I'm not going to have time to go through all of this. Um, God packs multi-level insights into a one-volume one manuscript. In this one verse, this is amazing. I'll just, let's go to the final, um, the final slide that, that is not as nice as my uh, PowerPoint. <laughs> I don't know why it's not as beautiful, but let me just tell you, let me just tell you what this is saying, okay? Um, <laughs> Uh, let's see. Elohim is not in there. All right. <clears throat> there is in this one verse uh, the doctrine of God. Because God that is in English is really Elohim. Everybody say Elohim. Elohim in Hebrew. Uh, in Hebrew, El stands for God. Single. Singular God. When you when you pluralize God, any plural is uh, ohim. Any Hebrew word uh, with ohim on it will be plural. So el ohim means gods with plural. And this is the opening statement in the Bible. In the beginning, gods created the heavens and the earth. And yet, the Jews believe that there's only one God and they commit themselves to monotheism in spite of the first verse that opens up the scriptures this way. Because this is just the beginning of an unfolding revelation 
of who God really is that culminates in our understanding uh, fully in Jesus Christ when he comes on earth as the Son of God, releasing the Holy Spirit upon the earth and on our lives. So we find out that God is a trinity. His Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And the beginning understanding of that is enfolded in the Hebrew understanding of who God is. And that's found in Genesis 1.1. Not only that, uh, it's really interesting that there's scientific information in this uh, first verse. In the beginning is the, is, a matter, is the concept of time in the beginning. Before that, there was eternity. There was, there was no start of anything. God just existed in the beginning. So there's, there's the concept of time. God created. I, I don't have it on there, but uh, in order to create anything, it, it requires energy. That's another scientific understanding, right? Uh, the heavens is the space all across the universe. And so space is uh, given to us as an insight into uh, how our world uh, exists. And then the earth is matter. So we've got the understanding of scientific insights into time and energy and space and matter. All in one verse. And when we get into the Hebrew, and you can understand the Hebrew, there's a word in there. I'm just going to close with this because this is too much for you, yeah? Um, <coughs> because in the Hebrew, uh, you know, how, how many words do you see in English up there in G Genesis 1-1? 10. You, you know what is really interesting? When you get into the Hebrew... The, the perfect number of God is what God uses to frame the first verse of the first chapter of Genesis. You know what the perfect number of God is? Seven. There's only seven Hebrew words that make up the first verse. And there's one word that's not translated. It's a hidden, invisible, mysterious word that's contained in the Hebrew that can't be translated in English. I don't know if you know that. <clears throat> uh, in Hebrew, it's Bereshit. Everybody say Bereshit. You're going to learn Hebrew this morning. Bereshit. Bara, Elohim, Et, Hashamayim. Ve'et ha'aretz. You just spoke Hebrew. You just learned Hebrew this morning. There's one word out of those seven that's not translated up there and in your English Bible. You know what word that is? <laughs> it's that word on the top left hand that's... Uh, and, oh, no, it's right in the middle of the top. It's a left bet. You read from left, uh, right to left. A left bet. A left bet is contained in that first verse, but not translated. You know what a left bet is? Remember when Jesus in Revelation revealed himself to um, John? And he said, I am the Alpha. I am the Alpha and Omega. 
I am the Alpha and Omega. You know what that was? That was the first letter of the Greek alphabet and the last letter of the Greek alphabet. And Jesus says, I am the first and the last. I am the Alpha and Omega. I'm the beginning and the end. And nestled in that first verse in Hebrew is this word, Aleph Bet, Aleph Tav. Aleph is the first letter in the Hebrew alphabet. Tav is the last letter in the Hebrew alphabet. Hidden in the first verse of Genesis is Aleph Tav or Alpha Omega or Jesus is there <laughs> without, without revealing himself. He's there. And there's a lot of stuff we can look at in that. Okay. Um, we really don't have a lot of time here. Okay. I'm going to. This is, this is amazing. This is Hebrew 15 to, chapter 15 to 21. I went through it verse by verse by verse this past week. And you know what I found? And you're going to have to get to... Uh, uh, the slide on Hebrew, I mean, Proverbs 15 to 21 with faith, family, fitness, finance. Just uh, find that slide. This is what I found. In seven, verse, in seven chapters of the book of Hebrews, I mean, the book of Proverbs, uh, faith was mentioned 151 times in, in a lot of different ways, relationship with God, God's sovereignty, uh, in regards to how he corrects and rebukes us, uh, and the relationship that we have with him. About 151 insights of faith was found in Proverbs 15 to 21. I found 11 insights into fitness and health. A merry heart does good like a medicine. I found 30 insights into family, relationships of husband and wife and children, and the relationship of how a family functions. I found 10 insights into finances. How much could you learn from God <laughs> by just going through the scriptures in regards to all of these areas? And uh, I'm... I, I, this is amazing. You know how many insights that is? In seven chapters, there's 202 insights. That's only seven chapters out of 31 chapters. This is mind-boggling. You know how many chapters there are in the Bible? 929 chapters. You have that much wealth of wisdom available to you, wisdom beyond Anything the wisest, more uh, act academically uh, uh, achieved people on the earth have, and you have it available to you every single day in your life. Let me just share this final thought. Um, the portion Esau received. Uh, is a slide I just want to finish with this morning. Um, my dad was really wise. <clears throat> he um, accumulated resources in real estate. That was amazing. 
but because of challenges he faced that led him to the Lord, he had to reduce his holdings uh, to two commercial units and five rental units that my brother in Honolulu was in charge of, and I didn't care about it at all. You know, whatever happened with it would happen. He was in charge of it. I found out that he and I had two different perspectives about uh, money. And we clashed. But my dad's desire was that we be partners over this resource that he had, and he gave it to us 15 years before he died. But my brother was in charge of everything. <clears throat> Three years before my dad's death, I had to take care of him and fly back and forth. God spoke to me, and I'm not going to go through the scripture, but this is a very obscure scripture in Genesis 36 where Jacob and Esau were having a problem together. I never realized that after the encounter they had when uh, Jacob left Laban's household and came back to Canaan, uh, I thought they, they lived separately. But for a short while, and the Bible doesn't describe this except in these two verses, they got together and their holdings and livestock and their assets began to just multiply and they could not get along with each other because of it. And they separated ways. One went one way, another went the other way. They, God spoke to me and said, before, this hap before an event happened, he said, um, I want you to be separate from your brother in the holdings of the assets uh, of your father's property. Because I just considered, even though he had willed it over to us, I considered it's still his property. <clears throat> and I remember that thought in my mind from the scriptures. Uh, that happened to Abraham and Lot. That happened to uh, Jacob and Laban. Now it happens to Jacob and Esau. And there's a pattern in the Bible. When you, when you are a partner with somebody. So the lesson I got from this was when you're a partner with somebody that has values that are different from yours. And, and there's nothing wrong with his values. He just believed a certain way. I believe a different way. It's not going to work. And God said, separate paths. One day, my brother calls me up. This is, I don't know, a year or a year and a half after the event where God spoke to me. And he said, uh, Eddie, uh, there's somebody that wants to buy our property. Now, this is 2008 at the height of the real estate market, just before it crashed. And, said, uh, and so I said, uh, did you put it on the market without letting me know? And he said, no, no, no. Uh, the, these guys just came hunting for us. They're Chinese investors. And because of what God said to me, I said, yeah, let's pursue the deal. And within a few months, everything was done. And what was amazing, there's a whole train of events that happened that will take me a long time to tell you. But what he was getting for our property with our assets divided in half, finding a person that would help me with property management in Oahu, I was able to get twice as much, actually four times as much, twice as much as what he got, four times as much as what I was receiving because of that transaction. As a result of that, it was amazing. 
a whole train of events took place that allowed every single member of our family to get new houses in that time. That was, I stand back and I am floored by what has happened. All because I learned on a regular basis, spend time with God, get into the scriptures, find out what God wants to say out of the scriptures, journal it, do your soap. I wish I had found soap earlier. Um, I want to close with this. You have in your hands um, the final uh, soap that I want you to do. You should. And there's a blank sh blank portion of the soap, and I want to have the uh, music team come up while we're worshiping. I want you to spend a few minutes to do this soap, okay? <clears throat> so this soap, exercise number two, everybody see it? You should have it in your handouts. Is a scripture, Proverbs 16, verse 16. How many don't have it? Okay. Um, can the ushers bring one of those handouts over here to Rhonda and Sue? Anybody else need one? I want you to finish off with this this morning. Dana, Kaipo, Guy. Uh, people have their hands up if the ushers can bring these sheets. So this is uh, uh, Terrain and Life Soap Exercise 1 on the top, Soap Exercise 2 on the bottom. Okay, can you get it to these folks? It should be in the bulletin. If you don't have it in the... If you got the bulletin, you should have it. It's in the bulletin. Okay, so we still need one right here. Up, up one. All right. Okay. Just, uh, they're coming around. So this is the scripture. How much better is it to get wisdom than gold? And to get understanding rather than... Rather than... Rather to be chosen... To choose understanding rather than silver. And Rhonda up here. I'll lay. Rhonda up here. Thank you. Okay, that's the scripture. What do you observe? What is the scripture saying to you? Can you just write, write down? You can just put a sentence or several phrases. What is it saying? How much better is it to get wisdom than gold and to get understanding rather than to be chosen than silver? Is wisdom better than gold and silver? That's what it says. How do you respond to that? That's your application. Are you having a hard time with that? <laughs> Is it something you want to embrace and accept? Is it a new insight to you? Will it help you with your life, your marriage, your career, your handling of money, application, and prayer? What's your prayer? There's a survey made in, in America of what takes up our attention. 66% of the attention of Americans are focused in on Facebook. About 40% is focused in on YouTube. You know how many get involved in the scriptures? 
this is, this is a national survey, about 30%. So that means about maybe one-third of you, maybe even less, did not take seriously the scriptures you have been given to regularly, every single day, consistently get into it. And sometimes it's just discipline. You just need to do it, just to do it. But there's, there's going to come a time when you do it consistently. There's going to be a, a flash of insight and revelation that comes to you that's going to dictate what happens to you over the next few years of your life. That's going to be phenomenal. Father, this morning, I just pray that for each one of us, we will embrace by hearing and reading and studying and memorizing and meditating on your word that you say you have exalted far above your name that it will allow us to be the people that you've called to serve and walk with you to be a shining beacon in the midst of a dark world that will attract attention because what of what you do in our lives pray this in Jesus' wonderful name Everybody said, Amen. Please stand and let's uh, close with.